Hello, hello. I am Andy the Doll doing this week's Taking It to the Streets interview for WWOZ. And today we have none other than the amazing, the beautiful, the talented Miss Tamara Jackson Snowden from VIP Ladies. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Miss Andy. How are you? I'm doing lovely. How was your Mardi Gras? My Mardi Gras was actually pleasant. I was able to stay at home and get some much-needed rest. Great, great, great. So um, with no further ado, tell us a little about yourself. I am the president of VIP Ladies and Kids. I'm also the executive director of Silence is Violence, and I'm the president of the New Orleans Associated Pleasure Club Task Force, and the list can go on and on, but that's about the three primary roles that I carry in the city. Okay. Were you raised in the second line um, culture? Born and raised in New Orleans, born and raised in the second line culture. I'm a former member of Original Lady Sequence. Um, that's where I got my, my first taste of being a second line member. Prior to that, I was a, a avid avid supporter of the culture and going out to the parades on Sundays and uh, just enjoying the culture as much as I possibly can. And being an influential um, person of the second line world, what are some of your challenges that you face being in the second line world and what are some of your rewards? Well, that's a good question. Some of the challenges I, I face or trying to have a harmonious balance with the cultural community and the city's um, leadership. Uh, we're making sure that information is disseminated appropriately uh, with the understanding that um, this culture is one that is a part of our ancestral heritage. Um, and the biggest challenge on the city side is getting them to respect what we do and understand what we do is of the utmost importance, not just to the membership, but also to the communities in which we parade. Uh, some of the rewards have been actually seeing all of us in the cultural community come together, looking at the diverse populations of people who are now attending Second Lines, um, and the clubs being more supportive than we have in the past. Post-Katrina, um, a lot of the bars in the communities were not open, um, businesses were still closed, and the cultural community actually stepped up to offer support, give each other stops um, to host refreshment breaks during a parade procession. So that has been a great reward, and that still continues today, even with businesses flourishing. Another reward has been the opportunity for us to actually sit to the table and negotiate our cultural existence and what we feel like is appropriate and what's not appropriate. Um, Pre-Katrina, we used to just get directives from the city and not have any input with the expectation that we would conform to their request. That was a lot I saved. But that, that explains a lot. And, you know, we definitely need that. I know a lot of people be like, oh, you know, we just need to do it our way. But sometimes you need someone to be the voice of reason 
for everything that's going on, especially when it when it's coming down to going to uh, the city's leadership and explaining, hey, this is important to us. Right, right. Getting the city to really understand not the importance of what we do and the value of what we do. Right, we are important, and even our communities are important, and that's the reason why we do what we do. How long has the um, the group been parading, and how long has some of your members been involved? Um, VIP Ladies and Kids, this is our 19th year anniversary. Um, uh, my membership, I have five members that have been here since the uh, origination of the organization. Some of our children that started when they were kids are now parading with the adults, uh, which is amazing, too, uh, to see them grow up in the culture from one division and now uh, becoming a VIP lady. So if it's 19 years, that's a long time, but 19 years. That is beautiful. So how do you feel about this year um second line season? This year second line season was impacted of course by the pandemic. Um it was different. Uh, we all had to make modifications to what we do. Many of the organizations were not able to fundraise because of COVID. We were not able to uh fellowship with each other. Uh, everything became a virtual assembly, which was different. Um, but the clubs did well in adapting. But I think once the city decided to open, the transitioning period wasn't a big window for folks to really gather themselves and prepare to parade. So this season, some clubs have opted out of parading because they just didn't have time to prepare um, to put the parade together and financially with not being able to fundraise, it was a barrier. Um, so this season has been different. We're not having parades every Sunday. Um, some of us are still trying to keep the tradition and culture alive as much as we possibly can, but definitely the pandemic impacted what we do. Yes, it definitely has. Um, in your opinion, do you think Second Life will get better as the pandemic is getting lesser uh, restricted? I'm hopeful. I'm not sure if I can say it will get better as we continue to hear uh, from our health leaders that there may be another version, another variant of COVID. So it's, it's basically basically depending upon the city's infrastructure and how they want to manage um, COVID with what the clubs would have to do to conform. Um, but I do think this experience that we all have had within these last 18 months, that we have a, a basis, like a plan B. So we know if the pandemic happens, I think everybody at this point have developed themselves enough to have a plan B in the event you can't host your annual parade. So what could we expect from this year's parade with VIP ladies? This year was one that was close and um, dear to my heart. 
I wanted to celebrate everything black. Um, and my theme is black by popular demand. One, because of all of the challenges that we faced the last two years in conjunction with the pandemic, we've seen a move in the Black Lives Matter with the increase of officer-involved shootings of black males. we also seen an increase of our black boys and girls being killed by each other. Um, we've seen an increase with COVID of our African-American population succumbing to the disease. Um, it attacked us hard, amongst others. And as you know, we lost some cultural leaders to COVID. Um, and just looking at black excellence and not just celebrating tragedies, but triumphs. Um, but those African-American leaders that have led the way for us um, in our past and also in our future, black love, I feel like should be celebrated as well. Um, black businesses in support of each other. So this Sunday, I'm asking the community, let's have a Blackout Sunday. A Blackout Sunday in support of everything that's black. Black couples, black love, black leaders, black excellence, right? Black lives matter. Make all of that important to us. Our black is beautiful. And it's not only beautiful, it's powerful. Yes, that is beautiful. And I notice every year VIP ladies and kids have a prolific theme with them. How do you come up with your ideas or your themes um, going towards your parade? So sometimes things happen that, that trigger a moment with me. Um, we lost a member. Um, she was killed in a vehicle fatality, and her favorite color was black, right? So we were doing, we wore black before, but her favorite color was black. And then as time went on, we're dealing with the pandemic. We're dealing with our African-American brothers and sisters succumbing to unnecessary violence in the street. That And then we're looking at our black brothers and sisters also being accused of perpetuating that violence. And we got black businesses who identified the struggle with the pandemic. Some lost their businesses, couldn't reopen. So then it just hit me. It's like, look, we need to celebrate everything black. You know, we hear all the gory stories. Let's celebrate not only trials but triumphs, that people who have made it, success stories, that it's okay to love the skin that you're in. I don't care what size you come in, what shade you may bear. All of that is sweet, and that's what we bring in on Sunday. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. So what is your favorite part of a VIP Leaders Parade? My favorite part is the uh, start coming out the door. My age is starting to catch up with me. So you get that one time to shine and you get that five minutes of fame, honey, and I'm good. So when the <laughs> band strikes up and the door open, that's my favorite part. What bands can we expect um, this Sunday with VIP? Well, I'm heartbroken with that, too. I learned today um, the city requested that I modify my parade because law enforcement does not have enough officers to actually carry the procession, um, and, and safety was was touted today. So I made some modifications to my parade, so it would just be one band. Me and the children are going to parade together this year. I also had to 
respectfully decline some of the folks that are riding in my parade. I asked them, you know, they couldn't ride. It's heartbreaking. Um, I, I actually shed some tears about it because that's not who we are. We celebrate each other. Um, and yeah. that's one of the things we started to do post-Katrina. The clubs were riding each other's parade and be supportive. So I had to tell clubs that I have relationships with longstanding that they can't participate, right? So my parade's going to look different on Sunday mm-hmm. um, per the directives of the city. Um, I was told the superintendent wanted to make sure that hey, we we are working with the bare minimum. So coming to the request, but I also want to encourage my other cultural community members um, and clubs in particular, be prepared because Mm. this is happening this season. Um, I had an excess of floats and trials. I took the second division away and thinking I'm, I'm working with the city that I'll be able to have a trial is since we're one division. And I learned today, even with that modification, it wasn't enough. I still had oh, to take God. everything out. So, but now going forward, we can only have three floats or three trials. That's it. Woo. That, that, that speaks volumes. And I know a lot of, um, club members, a lot of uh, people in the uh, second line world will be listening to this interview and they're going to be in shock because, of course, if it's not me or you uh, sharing this information, they don't know about this. Right. And, and you know, even, and that's a, a, another barrier, Indy. Like for me, one who kind of work between the city and the culture and trying to make sure that the information is disseminated appropriately. I just felt like in the essence of time, the city mm-hmm. could have told me sooner yeah. that this was their decision going forward. Respectfully, they want us to do permit application 15 days prior to your event. But then you tell us three days and we can't have certain parading elements. That's definitely not fair. So I, I, hopefully we will um, be able to have a meeting. Yeah, we're going to work it out. Um, I couldn't really deal with it, of course, at mm-hmm. this night hour, but uh, I'm prepared to have a different conversation about mm-hmm. it because it's not only the elements, you're only allowed now two divisions. And you and I both know we have clubs that have divisions beyond two. Very. Um, and they've been in a culture and they've been having the divisions. So, we, you know, you chop me up, I'm going to take the hit for the team. I'm going to take the hit for the team. But definitely we're going to sit to the table and the conversation is going to be different. Strongly agree. Strongly agree. Um. Before concluding this interview, is there anything um, more you would love to express about VIP ladies or the um, Second Line Culture? And do you have any shout-outs? I want to shout-out the entire Second Line Culture for everybody who's hosted their annual parades and even for those who chose not to come out for whatever reason. 
I want to say from the VIP ladies that we love you and we support you regardless with the understanding that we knew what the struggles were um, and the fact that we still made a statement and impact through a pandemic um, for almost two years. So I, I thank you. I thank everybody for keeping the culture alive. I also thank you, Indy, for stepping up to the plate with the Take It to the Streets and Action Jackson's absence, who was also an influential pioneer of this culture. So the fact that we all are stepping in roles, stepping in and stepping up, and I just ask that we continue to show love and support for each other. And whatever discretions or whatever problems we have, I ask that we no longer make that a part of our resume, but that we share love in the spirit of love, blackness, and power. So I'm asking Sunday that you black it all the way out. Black out. Most definitely. Most definitely. I'm going to make sure me and um, my fiancé come out there. Um, about to look in this closet to see what black I got um, in here so I could show uh, love and solidarity to VIP ladies and also the black um, movement that you're um you will be displaying on this Sunday. Yes, ma'am. So I love y'all. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday, and let's black out. Yes, most definitely. This concludes this week's interview. Uh, we're taking it to the streets, Miss Tamara Jackson. You are amazing. Thank you so much um, for doing amazing work with. Everything that you do, I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. I'm pretty certain the weather is going to be gorgeous, so everything will be gorgeous as well. Um, And we will see you later. Thank you so much for having this interview with us. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night. Mm -hmm.